Hey everyone, Michael Anthony here. Van Halen, Chickenfoot, Sammy in the Circle. But anyway, you're listening to the only podcast that is dedicated to breaking down the entire Van Halen catalog one track at a time. And the podcast will rock. Ow! Hello, baby! Welcome, all you rockers, rockets, and everything in between to a new edition of And The Podcast Will Rock. Welcome back to the show, all you lovely people. If it's your first time here, how did you stumble across this? I want to know. But even so, thank you for joining us. And let me tell you what we do. We are the show that dives into the catalog and discography of one of the greatest rock and roll bands of all time, Van Halen, and we do it one track at a time. I am your co-host, Mark Kamire. With me, as always, Corey Morissette. Corey, it is awfully quiet in this room, is it not? It is, so I thought I'd play a little music. <laughs> I've, I've, I've been listening to nothing but Christmas music for two straight weeks, and I've just been looking oh, forward to tonight. Yeah, because in my day job, I'm editing Christmas concerts. Christmas parades, all that kind of stuff. Nonstop Christmas music. I need a little Van Halen tonight. I know we've already covered this song, but I, I wanted to hear just a little bit of it here before we get rolling, if you'll indulge me. Oh, sure. Yes, this is the uh, David Lee Roth new version of Jump live at Henson Studios. Oh, my Lord. Oh, wow. <laughs> Killing it. I'm telling you. Are you wondering why people aren't excited for David to jump on stage with uh, Sammy, Joe Satriani, Michael Anthony, and Jason Bottom? Oh, I don't wonder. I, uh, well, if, if you needed further proof as to, I mean, you know what that sounded like to me? That sounded like, uh, any everyday average Joe schmuck who uh, decided I'm going to do a karaoke recording of my favorite Van Halen song, a jump, because I think I can hit the notes and, uh, I can, I can, uh, pretend to be David Lee Roth for, for a little bit. That's what this sounded like. This sounded like an, uh, somebody else doing a, a bad cover and if it was anybody else we could let it go and just be like well hey man you know we're, we're all doing our best out there you know but good for you for being so bold as to record your karaoke track but no that was david lee roth himself that is ooh, that's bad that is just it's it's bad and it sucks uh there it is i'm gonna say it so um to all of you die hard uh david lee roth people out there and i know you're still out there because you have been going out of your way to absolutely downvote every single sammy song that we cover here strictly i think specifically because it is not david lee roth i we play this song we play this track a recently re-recorded jump and i ask you this do do you feel good about that decision do, do you feel good about it is this uh is this what you wanted is this what we asked for i didn't ask for this Corey, 
Did you ask for this? I didn't. Uh, no, I, I don't think anybody did, but, you know, he, he's uh, Van Halen's in the news, and it's not him. So <laughs> he's got to put a song out there, right? I mean, that that's just... That a, is true, goes, yeah. yeah. He's very... He is, like, say what we... Uh, we have said many things about uh, the man, but uh, one thing we can credit him for... He knows what to do to uh, keep himself relevant, even if it's not, in my opinion, the right move. He's making moves. And so, yeah, with Van Halen in the news, with all the stuff going on with uh, uh, Sammy and Mikey, you know, getting together with this uh, this newly formed little uh, uh, quadruple. Uh, yeah, he's got to he's got to make himself uh, seem relevant so that people don't forget about him. I get it. It's fine. Speaking of relevancy, um, this is kind of a uh, a side shift, but you brought something to my attention. It was something that I kind of just overlooked earlier in the week, but you brought it to my attention, and it, it must be worth talking about. And I'm talking about a, a band not called Van Halen, but related somewhat a little bit of Van Halen. We're talking about Kiss. Uh Corey, what's going on with Kiss right now? Please tell the people. Yes, we will get to the Van Halen news a little bit later, but uh, Kiss yes, is making yes. news. We have to uh, talk this about week. this. Yeah. Uh, so I saw Kiss a uh, couple weeks ago. Fantastic show. And then uh, Paul Stanley got really sick. Uh, almost died, uh, according to him. Uh, they had to yeah. cancel uh, three shows. But they held their final show, uh, Madison Square Garden, on Saturday night on pay-per-view. I'm a sucker. I ordered it. I figured, I'm home alone on a Saturday. Everybody else is gone. I'm, I'm going to watch Kiss. And... Uh, you know, uh, Gene Simmons was performing with a kidney stone, which how he even did that, I have Ooh. no idea. He said, like, halfway through, like, during the drum solo, he went to take a piss, and he got the stone, like, right to the end, but it wouldn't come out. So he did the oh. whole show. I know, right? Like, just, oh. it's so excruciating, you can't even think about. But he, he performed really, really well. Paul didn't sound so great, but he is coming off, you know, almost dying and all. But they were teasing yeah. this big announcement. At the end of the show, there's going to be a big announcement about the future of KISS. I, I oh, thought I, I thought I kiss. yeah I thought I had this down pat I thought this is what they're gonna do they're gonna do a reality show a la Rockstar mm -hmm. in excess where they're gonna audition a bunch of people Mark Kamara I'm sure would audition to to replace the band members of Kiss put on the face paint be the spaceman the Star Child the Demon and the Catman and just keep going on the road and Gene and Paul can sit at home and just collect checks while this younger I won't group lie goes to out. You. I would absolutely do that audition. Who wouldn't? Uh, I would not get. I wouldn't get the gig. I guarantee it because I just. Uh, I don't. I don't think my voice fits that particular style for Kiss. I love Kiss, uh, but uh, yeah, I would. I would unabashedly audition for it. I, I could see you playing lead guitar and singing "Shock Me," though, like taking the Ace Frehley role. I, I could see you. Oh doing that. man, I could do "Shock Me." Yeah. I know, right? Right. Anyways, <laughs> they decided not to go that route. Instead. They, they contracted Industrial Light and Magic to create digital avatars of themselves, a la what ABBA did last year. And, and they're going to tour these avatars around. So here, I, I brought it up uh, so mm -hmm. everybody at home can see that. That's a shot uh, of the avatars. Uh, there's the uh, Tommy Thayer, uh, not even Ace Frehley, it's Tommy Thayer, Paul Stanley, Gene Simmons, and Eric Singer as their digital avatars. So you're going to hear really old men still performing songs that they recorded in a motion capture booth wearing motion capture suits, and you're going to see animated KISS members on screen, uh, presumably uh, in, in, in a concert setting, uh, to which... Kind of like, uh, like uh, the band Gorillaz, you know, because they're, like, okay. uh, they're animated, and uh, when you go see them live, they're all kind of, like, they're up on a screen or, like, they're three-dimensional, like, uh, like, a la hologram. Okay. Uh, something like that, yeah. Something like that. So the, the question everyone's been asking is, who would pay to watch this? Like, um, look, 
we don't want to ask those questions because <laughs> I guarantee you, yeah, Kiss fans, like the hardcore Kiss fans. Look, people went in droves to the movie theater to watch a Taylor Swift concert and to watch a Beyonce show. Like, there's a Beyonce concert in the in the theaters right now, and it's doing it's true stupidly well. As a matter of fact, it's it's. I'm pretty sure the box office on a on that concert has surpassed five times what uh the latest marvel movie did so if that tells you anything um yeah P- the, the diehard fans will absolutely pay for this scott asking already if Corey is free on saturday night he has time to start another podcast you're damn right i do <laughs> i actually he's uh, taking over the airwaves i told you guys you, I you were you, warned I, I record a little thing for a pot of thunder they've been inviting their listeners to record a little uh, snippet to help them celebrate nice. their 10-year anniversary so I recorded one kind of on behalf of me and Mark, and I, I may have pitched yeah, two new you. podcasts uh, in, in <laughs> that message. Ones? Well, I, I don't want to ruin the surprise. If, if they oh, okay, play, okay, okay. If, if they don't play the message, I'll let everybody here know. But if they do, uh, I, I, I think they're gold. But uh, we, we won't talk. So about tune into Pot of Thunder for that. Um, but That's right. uh, Corey, how do you how do you feel about this? These they look like they went to ILM. Yeah, <laughs> ILM. Just to put that into perspective for you guys, in case you didn't know, ILM are the guys, the special effects people that are responsible for, for Star Wars, among <laughs> many, many other things. Industrial Light and Magic is huge, and these avatars look like Mortal Kombat characters. They really do. And like, we we saw them in motion after the concert. They did a little because after every Kiss show, uh, of course, after the uh, encore, they they play. Uh, God gave rock and roll to you, and that's the just, o- just just over the speakers. The band's not playing it, but they play over the speakers yeah. when you're leaving. But instead, they they actually animated the Kiss avatars performing that, and it was just god awful. And I'm like, <laughs> why? I, I would go pay to see musicians play Kiss music. I wouldn't pay as much as mm-hmm. I paid to see actual Kiss. But I would. I you don't know. understand. But I, uh, just, I don't get it. <laughs> so if this, if they wanted to do like an animated movie that featured Kiss music that was playing in yeah. theaters, and I paid like twelve bucks to go see it. And it had a story around it that I could see, but I'm not paying a hundred like, bucks to go sit in a hockey rink to to watch <laughs> a, an empty stage and, and the Kiss avatars uh, performing with Paul Stanley's 76 year old voice and and whatnot. Like, no, I I can't believe the ABBA one was as popular as it was. I can't believe that either. But that's you know my whole feeling on like ABBA or ABBA, however you pronounce it. I don't get it, but people love them. In um, fairness, ABBA was that move. They did go away for quite a few decades, right? That's so. true. They did. Yeah. Uh, Kiss, on the other <laughs> hand, won't. Um, as soon as the concert's I, done, they introduce this, right? Like, not even five minutes I don't, later. I don't understand. Like, the gimmick was already there. All you had to do was just dress up some musicians, some younger guys, yep. to just carry on the shows. I don't understand. I mean... Look, we we can't we cannot underestimate the egos of these guys. I mean, uh, we talked not that long ago about, or somebody was really really uh, had their ass real shaped about uh, Sammy Hagar's uh, one of his songs. I think it was "Can't Stop Loving You," mm-hmm. and it went on about how like, oh, it's just servicing his own ego, and I hate this song. And I was like, okay, all right, <laughs> you make it sound like no rock star ever has has had an ego like no right. <laughs> only sammy hagar is like his ego is his ego is unparalleled well you might believe that but then i would show you exhibit a which is this this is this this kiss i i mean i don't i really don't understand the logic behind this yeah it does um i did happen to see uh a little bit of the movements i had the video on on mute because i 
I didn't want to hear it. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I did see a little bit of the, of the movement when I saw uh, these things in action. And holy God, I mean, people are going to go see this, and I'm sure it's going to be a grand spectacle because say what you will about Kiss. I mean, their live shows are a grand spectacle, that's for sure. Um, how it's going to be according to these animated <laughs> avatars and uh and and i just i can't okay i have to point this out just because i can't stop looking at it do you notice how uh like ace freely is floating you know he's space ace so you know he's obviously he's floating towards the stars but not to be outdone because nobody outdoes him gene simmons his avatar is also floating for an inexplicable reason and floating notice he's floating higher because how dare you and i'm sorry that's not that's i guess that's technically not ace but he's dressed like ace yeah it's tommy um uh it's tommy okay um i don't uh whatever i think uh i'm not again like i told you off air i'm not shocked by this because the the uh the the capitalistic mind of Gene Simmons and Kisco, uh, no, no bounds. And hats off to him. He's trying to keep the legacy going for as long as he possibly can until he's finally sure. bit the dust. Yep. But I just, but I don't, I don't understand why this was the move. This is stupid. This is so stupid. Scott Monroe says this whole scheme is something I could see David Lee Roth doing. And that was going to be my question to you. What if they trotted out like Van Halen avatars? Like Alex doesn't want to play anymore. Eddie's unfortunately uh-huh. gone. David can't mm-hmm. sing. What if they trotted out Van Halen avatars with, with with a virtual Eddie and a virtual Alex and everything else and David when he could sing and and did a show like nope. uh, like when it's Kiss it's easy to say yeah fuck I wouldn't do yeah. that if it was Van Halen you're almost like well geez I never saw Van Halen live this, nope, this, they're still not live but would, you wouldn't yeah, do it like I still wouldn't wouldn't do it and like because that'll be even that'll be even sillier because at least at least with Kiss they have the uh, the aesthetic of the the outfits and the makeup and they actually look like they could be you know these fictional character things you know that's that's their whole ordeal right whereas if you do the same with Van Halen they're just gonna like dudes that are animated and this is like why do I want to see that no 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 I wouldn't I wouldn't pay money to see that let's put it that way if someone bootlegs a a show on like YouTube or something yeah I'll watch it. But I'm not gonna pay money to see that because it would be a lie. It would be like I'm 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 not paying to go see a live Van Halen show because it's it's not Van Halen. It's literally not Van Halen. Like any way you you splice it. So uh, as far as this kiss thing goes, it's you know it's 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 hubris to another level. Uh, I get Good why luck. they want to stay. Yeah, that I get why they want to stay relevant. I don't think this was the move. It should have been. They should have just. I, I like your idea. Just audition some dudes and like, like Blue Man Group. Mm-hmm. You got like Blue Man Group. Always they have they change drummers so many times, but you never know because they're all up behind the you know, the blue makeup and they all have a choreography. They all have to have like certain uh, physical features so that they can look like the crazy blue aliens that they're uh, uh, personifying. But it, they always change the people out. To keep it fresh, you know, to keep it, you know, because some of these, I think the original Blue Man Group guys, uh, whoever they are, I'm pretty sure they're pretty old and they're, they're not wanting to do those shows anymore. That's what you should have done with Kiss. I mean, it, it would have been so easy. Would it have been obvious that it wasn't the original lineup? Well, sure. But you as the fan know that they can't go on the original lineup because they are, they're knocking on death's door. I hate to say it, but it's true. <laughs> Like they're just they're old and they can't do it. And and you told me they're gonna continuously pl- like 
the old guys are still going to play the music, right? Like they've already recorded it. Yeah, they uh, they showed gonna... a little making of of the band as they are now in a motion capture studio, wearing the gray jumpsuits with the ping pong balls everywhere, recording oh, songs. That's so it, not yeah, it's not even Kiss in their prime live. It's it's Kiss now mm-hmm. live, which there's they're still decent. Uh, I've certainly seen worse, but I, I would sure, think sure. Paul would want to be like you know alive and alive too era Paul with the big powerful yeah. vocals, not. Paul today when he was like croaking and just couldn't get anything out on Saturday because and in fairness he's old and he's sick I, I get it yeah but yeah, I still no, appreciated want... that I don't want to see an avatar of Paul Stanley sounding like shit uh, no you want Phantom <laughs> of the Opera uh, era like Paul Stanley you want you want like strong vocals yes uh, Paul Stanley you know like or all of them I mean I just I don't understand why this was the move but I mean I do understand it but at the same time why yeah but. So Tom, there you Tom, go. That, uh, Tom had a good question. He that. said, uh, when was the last time Kiss was actually relevant? Well, they, they kind of made some headlines because they were, you know, the final show and all. I don't know if that yeah. counts as relevancy, but they were released in the news. I mean, they uh, probably the last time they were super, super relevant was uh, when Gene still had the Family Jewels reality show going. I think, yeah, I think maybe. that might have been the last yeah. time. Uh, but, uh, but look, this is much like uh, what you heard from David Lee Roth earlier recording re-recording one of his own songs and just doing a do you want me to play it again a job of it yeah don't no please okay, don't play okay. it again i'm just my, <laughs> my my point is uh sometimes it's okay to let the old guard go you know just just let it go <laughs> let it go dave you know, let it go and i and believe me the irony is not lost on me that uh you know 70 something year old sammy hagar is going back on the road you know and he's gonna play uh some van halen stuff and that's but at least he can do it yeah. you know at least at least uh rob halford and the guys in judas priest can still do it they just put out like new material and he sounds great uh at least bruce dickinson and iron maiden can still do it bruce isn't sounding great great like on the record these days but he's still going out there and he's playing those live shows and you know maiden is is a triumph so i mean like, like at least they can still do it the guys in Kiss, unfortunately, uh, you know, the ones that are left in there, just they just the the prime has long since passed. So, but I guess we'll find out. Uh, so you guys, uh, when the avatars hit the uh, road and uh, start doing their virtual shows and things like that, one of y'all is probably gonna have to go, and you're gonna have to let us know what that's all about. Um, I don't know when. I don't know when this is gonna take place, but when it does, let us know because yeah. I'm not going. Uh, Jeff says uh, Dave could could do it as Dave, not Van Halen. He could still play Van Halen songs, but no Eddie Avatar. Yeah, everyone's pretty clear. We don't want to see an Eddie yeah. Van Halen avatar or hologram or whatever kind of horseshit AI they, they want to pump out there. But, uh, you know, I'm... Remember, I'm a... <laughs> Remember the Tupac hologram? Yeah, yeah. Elvis did a hologram, right? Who else? Uh, they were talking to Michael Jackson hologram yeah. at one point. Enough. Right, yeah. So, um, yeah, no, we're done. We're let, done with all Let that, sleeping so. dogs die already indeed uh so what what is going on in the actual world of van halen all right well we got a few things we're going to head over to the van halen news desk triple w.vhnd.com where you can find great articles like the van halen holiday gift guide that's right you can check that out get some uh some van halen merch for the uh important people in your life they have a handy dandy gift guide for you there of course you can get everything uh on the van halen store which uh van halen news desk uh, helps uh, facilitate uh, Joe Satriani uh, has, has said he's aiming to recreate the sound of each era of Van Halen. Like he, he's he's nice. going through, like he wants to recreate uh, the early stuff. 
in the middle stuff and the later stuff. Like he's really going to town on this uh, Van Halen tribute that he wants to do. Uh, they asked him if he wanted to play uh, Eruption. He said probably not. But um, you know, <laughs> uh, songs from different eras. They're 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 gonna try and hit them all. He said because I think he's got to do Chicken Foot stuff. He's got to do Satriani stuff. He's got to do Sammy Solo stuff. He's probably got to do some Zeppelin mm-hmm. in there too. It, it's gonna be a pretty varied set list. So. Uh, I don't envy Joe Satriani. The guy's got his work cut out for him. That's for damn sure. He does, but this is kind of what he does. You know, the, he he is a guitar virtuoso for a reason. Uh, he signed up for this uh, because he is enthusiastic and loves the music of Van Halen. And I mean, we all do. That's why we're here. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it just, I don't know, a little enthusiasm, a little excitement goes a very long way, especially when it's a... When it's a guy like Satriani who has been doing this for a long time and you think like, well, I bet nothing probably gets him stoked anymore. You know, he's just kind of kind of going through the motions. Maybe is he in a good mood? Sure, because he's getting paid to play guitar all the time and that's great. But uh, but this he legitimately seems like he's really, really into it and he's really, really excited. So I think that's going to show in the oh, performances yeah. and I think uh I think this is a good thing. So I yeah, I I, I salute Joe Ciatriani. I do not envy him whatsoever either, but uh I salute him and I know if anyone's going to be able to pull it off, it's going to be him. Yep. Uh, Scott put it out there was uh Ronnie James Dio uh 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 hologram at one point. He said ELP wow. ELP was going to do holograms. Who's ELP? ELP? Yeah. Uh, uh Emerson uh, Lake and Palmer? Uh, Am I right? <laughs> That's ELP, Probably. Emerson Lincoln Problem. I, I, think, I, that, I mean, you're not wrong. That is you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to, oh my God. I I've had a day. I, well, Scott, now, help us out. Who's, El, who's ELP? Am I right? Well, that's who I'm imagining in my brain now. I can't I can't think of anyone else. That's who it is. That in my that's my head canon now. It's, it's Emerson Lincoln Palmer. Of Emerson Lincoln Palmer. Uh Josh. Oh boy. Josh says I would love to hear Satriani through a non master volume Marshall amp. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, uh, could be. Ah, uh, well, he's a. Uh, I mean, isn't he a strictly Marshall guy, or am I making that up? But if he's going to try and recreate uh, all the different eras, right? He's going to have to go through PV, and then he's going to have to like. Oh, uh, that is. Yeah, that's a good yeah. point. Fair point. Fair enough. All well, right. then, if that's the case, then he'll do it. Yep. Uh, nothing from Haskin. Uh, he used to. He used to be a Blue Band group. Fun fact, actually. So. Uh, oh. Yeah. Well. He he got kicked is out. That because, why you're bald, Scott? It is, and it's he got kicked out because of all the full frontal nudity, but. Uh, he had a, a yeah. great time in Blue Man Group. Uh, back to the Van Halen news desk real quick. Uh, there's a good article here. Uh, George Lynch recalls some early Van Halen memories. You want to check that out? Uh, mm-hmm. Neil uh, Zoslaw. Sorry, I can't say that name. Uh, had an uh, interview. Lazor. Yeah. Lazor. Yeah. Uh, Lazor. Had an interview with uh, George Lynch. That was pretty cool. Mammoth has announced a uh, second set of uh, headlining dates, uh, including Indianapolis for our friend Kelsey. And there's a yeah. Nashville date in there, too. Yes, there is. Fortunately, you're not going to get Nita Strauss. You're going to get Canadian instrumental progressive metal bad intervals because uh, they're well. They're opening the I second just happen, I just happened to have seen intervals uh, for the last show. They just toured with uh, the UK's uh, Tesseract, and they were incredible. So nice. that is going to be actually that's really really cool that uh, Wolfie and company picked them up for the second leg of the tour. That's really cool. Um, that just goes to show you that Wolfie is, um, he's not, I don't know if anyone has ever thought that he's kind of living in the past with the, the music, because it, his music is while modern does have a little flair 
of you know the rock days of yesteryear like 90s style stuff and that makes sense because he's a foo fighters fan and you know foo Mm -hmm. fighters they do it they do it really well um but wolfie is very much a fan of the the modern day uh heaviness uh intervals is is, they're definitely one of those and kind of a kind of a deep cut band really like if that's one of those bands where you only know if you know that's awesome. uh so that that is yeah that's that's really really cool good for intervals and uh good on wolfie for bringing them on there so now i'm doubly excited by the way scott haskin confirmed emerson lake and palmer elp wow well i don't <laughs> i can't imagine what, what sort of a, a hologram that looked like i mean well the one i'm picturing in my brain is kind of funny so i'm just gonna let that one stick but hilarious and then uh, scott is there a rod stewart <laughs> uh there should be, I feel like there should be a Rod Stewart hologram. Like that just that seems like that he's would be still really around. <laughs> yeah, but but is he though? <laughs> he, he just did a string of shows. He was in Saskatoon uh, the, this past summer. But uh, Scott has <laughs> that's just me being a, <laughs> me being the dick. I'm he sorry. also wanted to point out that uh, for the record, he started the nudity. Not his fault. It wasn't accepted. So yeah, he thought it was Blue Balls Group. That's and, right. You know, I get it. I I, I understand the mistake. Yeah, you, you gotta King. you gotta be. King of the Blue Balls is Scott Haskin. Yeah. Uh, one more. Uh, we got uh, director. Uh, uh, there's a film director that said Mean Street would be perfect for a horror movie song, which I, I believe we talked about when hmm. we covered uh, Mean Street. But, I think we uh, did, yeah. Yeah. Uh, directed by William Brent Bell, who did movies like mm-hmm. The Boy, Orphan, First Kill, Stay Alive, The Devil Inside, Brahms, The Boy 2. Uh, he's an uh, avid uh, Van Halen fan. And Darren Paltrowitz, our good friend uh, from the DLR cast, did an interview with him. And, uh, he mm-hmm. talked about Mean Street being really uh, well suited for for a horror movie. So I thought that was kind of cool. He definitely uh you can tell from those movies. I've seen I think w- at least one from that list that uh uh that we just show and uh that director at the very least is is certainly uh an a, a horror film buff, you know, you can you can find the influences. So yep. that is really really cool that uh oh, Scott he wants to incorporate Mean Street. That's awesome. And Scott says uh Sunday afternoon would be a better horror movie. Yep. Uh, totally. Yeah. <laughs> uh, qu- quite the convo in the chat. Jeff Brewer was uh, asking Scott Haskin, was everything blue? Scott Haskin everything. in all caps, everything. And then you Josh. You have to. It's, you yeah. have to con- you're to commit. Obligated. Yeah. yeah. And J- Josh is saying, no one please manifest a Coldplay hologram. Amen. I agree 100%. It's uh, Coldplay. Uh, tons, but we're not going to get into that here tonight. <laughs> uh, finally, uh, Michael Anthony uh, is going to take part in an upcoming rock and roll fantasy camp. That was just actually added to the Van Halen News Man. Desk a- as we were chatting here. So where is that Van that, that rock and roll fantasy yeah, camp? Yeah, where That'd is be a it? lot of fun. Go. Los Angeles, go. March 14th through is the there... 17th in L.A. You get the jam with there, Michael uh... Anthony, uh, Warren D. Martini of Rat, Tommy Aldridge of Whitesnake, and Ozzy Osbourne fame. Camp guests also get to be part of a live performance with Sebastian Bach. Uh, there you go. Is there a is there an age limit? Because I want to go to fantasy camp. Tell you what, I the go? camp is open open to everyone, regardless of your musical skill level. So that that helps yeah. uh, Scott Haskin. Whether you're a beginner picking up the guitar for the first time or an advanced musician like Mark looking to refine your skills, this camp offers an unparalleled opportunity to learn from the best in the business. There you go. Well, let me just go ahead and say this, and I'll, I'll put it on the airwaves. And uh, uh, my dear, my love, my darling, if you're listening to this <laughs> later, uh, I'm going to need you to make sure to bail me out of jail in Los Angeles because I'm pretty sure Sebastian Bach and I will fight. 
but it'll be fun though. <laughs> Real, what do you got against Sebastian? Other than he's kind of nothing, an asshole. Nothing at all. <laughs> he's a great I'm singer saying, though. Like, yeah, no, I actually am a huge fan, but I am anticipating that <laughs> our uh, personalities will clash. <laughs> and uh, you know, Sebastian doesn't have a great rep about about it, certain aspects of himself. So yeah. I'm just I'm planning ahead, Corey. I got I'm you. Planning ahead that I got you. Uh, you know, and I, I sometimes you know I let the lips flap a little too much, and I feel like uh, no. Sebastian Bach wouldn't appreciate. Yeah, and I feel like he wouldn't appreciate that. And yeah, eventually, hands will be thrown. So I'm prepping ahead of time. You, my only interaction with Sebastian Bach, I saw him perform live at the Casino Regina in Regina, Saskatchewan, <laughs> and it, it was right after. Um. It wasn't Dimebag. Uh, I, I can't remember. Uh, somebody Ooh. had just passed away, and and he was really upset. But he went through with the show, and uh, mm. his his solo band is great. He was in great voice and just a really personal guy to the to the crowd. I follow him on Twitter. He he seems like a cool guy. I know he's burned a lot of bridges. Like Axl Rose really digs him, and a bunch of other people love him. Chris Jericho not That's so weird. much. Uh, everybody else in Skid Row <laughs> not so much. But <laughs> yeah. Well, ugh, that's not a if, if Axl Rose is saying like, yeah, he's all right. I like him. I'm like, ooh, that's not a shining endorsement at all. <laughs> but so you know, even yeah, as I was saying it, I'm I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're like, ooh, oh boy. You know what? Uh, on your way, on your way to Fantasy Cap, pick up Tom. He says, uh, "Vacation sorted, rock and roll Fantasy Cap." He's going to done, done. Yeah, because uh, yeah, I will need uh, I'll need witnesses to uh because like i'm not gonna start a fight i'm just simply saying i'm planning ahead in case it happens oh, it was so i need witnesses it was vinnie paul when vinnie paul died oh vinnie. i was gonna say it yeah. was like when you said dime bag i was like was it vinnie because yeah yeah i was thinking was it a guitar player but no it was vinnie because him and vinnie were really close and he even mm -hmm. uh, you know he had passed away like two days before or something so he had a solo band. He's like, can we try a Pantera song? I don't remember which one they attempted because they stopped pretty quick. And he's like, no, no, that ain't going to work. But uh, just though um, <laughs> uh, I'm really bummed and thank everybody for coming out because uh, we're going to get through this together. And it was it was kind of a cathartic moment because uh, well, I'm, I'm not the world's good. biggest Pantera fan, but I think every right. rock music fan was really feeling the loss of Eddie Paul. So it, it almost felt kind of therapeutic for everybody uh, in, in that venue that night. And Sebastian put on a hell of a show considering he was green that one so. uh yeah i mean i like certainly the world kind of went silent when when Dimebag passed yeah. uh but then uh but then yeah when when vinnie passed it was like both the abbott brothers are gone so like what what the fuck do we do now yeah you know? <laughs> like the the metal community was just at a complete loss yeah um you know and sad don't want to get you know get too much into the whole uh, reunion tours and everything about that with Pantera, but it's like if I don't know, is it in poor taste? Yes, but no. It's not as bad as an Avatar. It's not as bad as no. It's definitely not as bad as these uh, animated Avatars. They came so out with least... a dime bag and a Vinny Avatar, like oh oh. I think that whatever studio, if it was ILM that had the part in it, that ILM is going to get burned to the ground by a lot of really upset people. Yeah. Anyways, that's all we have for Van Halen news this week, Mark. Right on, right on. So there it is. So then with that being said, let's go over to our rock and poll and talk about the song last week and how you guys voted. Well, last week, as you know, we talked about black and blue from OU812, That's right. and we were pretty stoked on it, and we had a, I mean, we we broke it down, uh, uh, there were there was a moment where I thought, uh, I mean, 
lyrically, you guys are gonna tear this apart, and we're just gonna everyone's gonna downvote this song. But I'm I'm very keen on it. Uh, I knew Corey was gonna be keen on it because he's been manifesting it for quite some time. <laughs> so uh, so I was curious. I wonder what how uh, everyone else is gonna feel about it. And we got a whopping eighty three point three percent. What dreams are made of over a sixteen point seven percent. The dream is over, Corey. There is just no there. I there's no there's just no possible Sammy song that's gonna please people. I guess there's just no. It's just not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. Um, I think we just have to I resign just, ourselves to the fact it's not gonna happen. I mean, every every week, or at least uh, any week that we we uh, cover a Sammy track, uh, the Sammy era track, it, I always prepare for the worst in terms of how it's going to be voting wise we do we always talk about it like uh, we love it but i know you know how people are going to vote on it it's probably not going to get very high and but then i i see this and i just go yeah it's mostly positive but at the same time like that i feel like this song should have been voted much much higher and i guess i just gotta know what are people saying about it or what aren't they saying so I'm just going to dive right into uh, the tweets on the poll, and uh, I'm going to read from our patrons, because if you want your tweet guaranteed read on the show, join our Patreon and uh, let us know. You could Let us know. We'll read it out. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. Uh, you guys are very opinionated, and, and we love it. That's great. You keep the conversation alive, but sometimes we need extra context, and we don't get it, so... Uh, but for Black and Blue, we're going to start with our buddy Sean McGinnity over at the Sean Geek and Fast Fret Podcast. He says, I think I enjoyed the boys' reaction to Black and Blue more than the song. I imagine they must have had the stank face on the whole time. Yep. Not incorrect. <laughs> uh, st still an upvote for me. Uh, finally got Corey uh, E and E all over this song. If you don't know what that means, think about Plentywood Montana. I ordered the shirt. I was hoping it'd be here tonight. I would wear it on the show, but uh, it, it's still oh, in transit. I, I've, I've made a big order uh, on our uh, merch store, www.podcastlerock.com. I got my manifest shirt because I've, I've manifested mm -hmm. three times. And by the way, uh, we, we've decided if you manifest uh, more than once, maybe Mark and I will send you a shirt. Like uh, I, I think you've earned it at maybe that point. Will, yeah. So we got a lot of people. I think that's fair. Yeah, we got a lot of people who've got like one manifestation uh, under their belt. Now, if you get two, maybe we'll, we'll, we'll send you a shirt. So... I uh, look forward to that. Yeah. But I got that one. I got the ejaculate and evacuate shirt coming. And uh, I, I've got the... Uh, you of had course, to have that one. Had that to have that one. For you. And, and my apologies to Gary's shirt is finally uh, in transit. Yes. So, Yeah, well, I'm I'm not far behind you with a, a massive order myself. So Excellent. Good, good on you. <laughs> uh, our friend Kevin Brown says, I've always thought black and blue is musically the closest they came in the Hagar era to writing a Roth era track. Sonically, I could easily hear this on Mean Street with different production, especially on the drums, obviously. Dumb lyrics, great music, hashtag what dreams are made of. And even though there are parts of the lyrics that are kind of dumb, it's still, it's not that dumb. I went back and I re-listened to Black and uh, Black and Blue, and I, I reread the lyrics, and I go, like, I, it just, it works. It just yeah, works for me. Well, and, uh, yeah, like it, I got a comment for Don, Wobble and Cabo, who's a former patron of ours, says, always yeah, complaining yeah. about the lyrics. You and I were yeah, not so much, though. Like, we point out, yeah, they're, they're kind of dumb. Uh, I, I think it was Jeff Brewer in the chat was like, you know, in the days of, of uh, the Me Too era, these lyrics aren't going to yeah. fly and that kind of thing. But, you know, if they're dumb, they're dumb. But both of us said it doesn't inhibit our, my enjoyment of the song at all. Like, No, yeah, not at all. That's why, I mean, again, I, I know I always go back to it, but it's a great example because it's their biggest song. Yeah. Jump's lyrics are so damn stupid. Yeah, but, but it works. It's care? great. 
No, because it. it works. It's great. Yeah. It absolutely, yeah, it works. So does that have to be Chaucer? Uh, it is what it it's is. It's not poetry, right? Just, just sound cool. <laughs> we can't all be Dylan and you know freaking Leonard Cohen out here, okay? We can't all just be like poetry all the damn time. Like, you want poetry? Go listen to Tom Waits or John Bon Jovi, oh, right? Like. Ah, uh, mm, sure. Uh, <laughs> Greg Zito says, great show. This track is all about the guitar. The tone is dirty and gritty. The solo is wild and barely controlled. Definitely hashtag what dreams are made of. So there you go. And thank you, Greg, for enjoying the show. That's if if nothing else, we try to at least be entertaining. Uh, our friend Scott Monroe says, I posted my manifesto on Discord. I will go to that uh, here in just a second. And then, uh, yeah, was, oh, well, not a lot of, we didn't get a lot, too many tweets on this one, um, but it, uh, people were just, uh, overall, we're just kind of like, great song, but, you know, lyrically, whatever. Uh, let's see, I am, there it is. Okay, so Scott Monroe says, Black and Blue is dirty, 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 and I love it. Eddie Van Halen's riff is nasty in the best possible sense, and Alex is right there with him putting down a pulsating groove that has me head nodding the whole time. I love the harmonies and oohs on this one. Sammy's vocals are stellar, punctuated by primo howls and shrieks. The lyrics are classic Sammy at face value. There can be no question he's singing about a good time at the water park, wink. <laughs> and uh, if you don't get that reference, then tune into the show and you'll know. Uh, great Eddie Van Halen solo as always, though it's like we're hearing him play deep down from the bottom of an underground cave. Uh, he needed to be higher in the mix there, as we always discuss with OU812. Even so, it's an amazing cacophony of animal-like tones in the darkness. Easily what dreams are made of here, and top-tier album track for me, absolutely. Scott, you nailed it. That is absolutely the case. Um, yeah, you know, like lyrics aside, I mean, and sometimes, and I know I'm, I'm trying not to be too hypocritical because we have covered songs where I've thought the lyrics were so bad that I couldn't upvote it. Um, usually that doesn't happen until we get to Van Halen three territory, but it is what it is. Uh, so yeah. And, uh, uh, let's see here. Jeff Brewer says, uh, lyrically, this song is the closest Van Hagar came to writing action dialogue for a late 80s rough adult film of course i can only imagine what that would be like uh so, <laughs> so i mean yeah that i would i would actually contend up for breakfast is more the uh adult film variety because one it's stupid and uh you know two you're not you're not you're not watching the adult film for the plot you know therefore and you're not listening to up for breakfast for the lyrics or maybe you are and if you are listening for the lyrics then i got bad news for you it's not going to have a great turnout, but, you know, there is uh, our buddy Chaz Mataz. Chaz Charles says, don't draw the line. The fucking lyrics and the way they are delivered are Van fucking Halen. The wetter, the better, boys. The whole fucking song rocks. Amen. And he gave a whole bunch of uh, emojis. So look at that. Even Chaz Mataz couldn't be swayed by the lyrics. He is just, he's all in. Uh, and then Jeff Brewer finally concludes with uh, bottom line, great music and great vocals, all while lyrically Sam is treading water in a sea of uh, I won't say that word. <laughs> it's like a sea of sexuality and bad poetry. Uh, so there you go. That's a, that's a line from Spinal Tap. So that's okay. Yes, yes, it's true. It's true. But I'm still not going to say that. <laughs> I don't blame you. Uh, I don't blame you. <laughs> so, sorry, Jeff. I just I can't. Um, 
So there you go. Uh, and then uh, let's see. Uh, and then, uh, well, yeah, I'll go ahead. Tom Rombruster said uh, he was just commenting on on Scott Monroe's manifesto, saying he's a magnificent bastard for suggesting this one. I tend to block out Sammy's lyrics on this one, fully enjoying the guitar tones and vocal harmonies. I love the live solo, as you can hear Mike keeping that groove going and Al skin pounding, keeping it all together. Insert wish it all sounded better. Comment here. <laughs> Hashtag what dreams are made of. I know, and we're never going to stop. We're never going to rest until we get that remixed and remastered OU812 because it fucking deserves it. It absolutely deserves it, but uh, there you have it, man. Um, And without further ado, you know what it's time for now? It's time for our other favorite thing of the show besides listening to the song. It's right before it's the... Raise your glasses. There it is. <laughs> Take a drink with me. Manifestation time. Mm. Tell you what, we got some All good right. ones on the Discord server. Uh, let's go through those first. Uh, Scott Monroe wants to hear When It's Love. That would finish off OU812, so that's a gooder. Uh, Josh wants to hear Josephina put uh, Van Halen 3 to bed. Uh, that'd be all right, too. Like If we can finish off an album uh, this week or next week, uh, then you know maybe we'll do like a, a New Year's uh, ranking show. Uh, for that, so Ooh, yeah, maybe so. Yeah, uh, Chaz wants it's, to hear Spank approaching. Yep. Yeah, of course, Sh- of course. Uh, J- uh, Jeff wants to hear anything but when it's love, Josephina and Spanked. Uh, he wants to go with Summer Nights. He's not ready to finish yeah. off an album, I guess. Uh, Tom is with uh, with uh, Josh. He wants to hear uh, Josephina or House of Pain. Knock off 1984. We're very close to knocking off a few That's albums true. here. We're very close. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Michael Griffith wants the trouble with Never. And uh, Michael, who was on last week's show, the other Michael, we had yeah. Michael squared last week. Uh, the opening yes. to Dance Night Away Tonight would be awesome. There you go. We're just going to play the opening. Forget <laughs> the rest of the song. Just the opening, yeah. Just the just that cowbell. Yeah. yeah. Um, hey, look, I'm, I'd be cool with that, but then I would just want to listen to the rest of it. So. Yep. Noted uh, uh, nudist Scott Haskin also wants to hear Spanked. Not shocking because he spent so much on fucking Spank lines uh, back in the 90s. Like, he was just constant. That's Look, why he's got never, the carpal tunnel so bad. They never said uh, specifically what he had to do to, uh, you know, be percussive in the blue man. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, like like the rules weren't clear. That's true. So I, he can he can be forgiven. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I'm, I'm just I'm laughing at the uh, the title you gave. <laughs> <laughs> what title did oh, I give him? Sorry. He's uh, uh notable nudist i think was, was just... he has that on his business cards i, I can't even take oh, credit for that i love it uh <laughs> that that tickled me in a very very nice way so, well, hold, so well thank you for that yeah <laughs> let, let christy handle that from that on don't go to scott haskin for your tickling because i didn't say it tickled my pickle that's for okay. something else entirely so yeah. <laughs> but that's not the show stay away uh, from the vegas show here is yeah well, we already covered up for breakfast in black and blue we're good so, <laughs> there you, you go know, we're still what uh, what do you want to manifest tonight, Corey? Well, you know, it's it's just you and I for the first time in a long time. Been a while, I know it's weird. Yeah, and uh, I thought you know I could try and find a guest, but uh, you know maybe we'll just have a, a Mark and Corey show, just just kind of keep it kind of kind of low yeah. key. But we have all of our great uh, patrons in the chat. There's six of them right now: uh, Tom, the Scots, the Jeffs. They're all here. It's all great. Uh, no Kevin Brown, of course, because he's got more important shit to do, like fucking soccer. Soccer. <laughs> oh, we need another shirt, uh, Kevin Brown. Notable nudist is now better than uh, Thief of Joy. So uh, in, in terms of my catchphrases, we have a, a new leader, apparently, 
uh, notable nudist. Uh, notable nudist. And that would look gotta, good on a t-shirt, have... actually. Yeah, notable nudist. That it, little it, it, a smiling picture of Haskin. Like, come on, that's money. Like a drawing of a drawing of Scott Haskin, just like looking as in blue man as group. Yeah. yeah, in <laughs> blue man group. Paint him come. blue. Make him. <laughs> <laughs> it's a blue shirt. Oh my God! Please make that. Oh, happen. Brown, come on, buddy. He's behind. You're gonna listen to this Friday. Yeah, but I wish you were here, man. But because you can get on that quicker. But there you go. A blue notable nudist. That's right. Please. Anyway, oh, I was thinking stuff. because it's anyway. just the, the the two of us. I'm like, well, this might be a good night to manifest Amsterdam because is Christy uh-huh. home? Oh, she's home. She's home. There you go. So with, with just the two of us, uh, Tom says whatever fills your Twinkie. There you go. Uh, Scott Haskin, is, <laughs> my Kiss style avatar is going to be <laughs> a little Scott, a little blue Scott Haskin, notable nudist. That's right. <laughs> notable, yeah. Uh, I'll be honest with you, Corey. Um, of the twenty-something odd songs that we have left, uh, I, I, I'm, I don't know what to manifest because oh. I, I don't know which ones we have specifically left, other than Amsterdam, of course. And we got that proxy vote over there, so that's two for Amsterdam. I could just take the cheat and go, yeah, I'll vote Amsterdam. Why not? Um, but I don't know if. Uh, let me see that wheel real quick. You can bring that up. Yeah, I'm, I'm working yeah. on it. Cause you got to bring it up anyway. Cause we got to spin it and choose a song. There, can you see right. it now? So I can see it. There you go. So let's see here. Oh my God. I can't believe. Yeah. We, we still haven't hit it. I, uh, I manifested it before. I'm going to do it again. Jamie's crying. Uh, that would be really, really fun. There you go. We're going to mm-hmm. do a, uh, we got two for Sammy Hagar. And then you got me of all people going, no, nah, give me a Dave era tune. <laughs> give me Jamie's crying. All right. I would love it to hear it. So there you are. There we are. All right. Well, we got the wheel up. I suppose. Uh, how many do we have in the chat here? I think we have six. Plus uh, you and I, that's eight. Plus Should us I, two. Yeah. Eight. Uh, we'll do her eight times. All right. Give me a second here. Still getting used to this whole OBS thing. So. Mm-hmm. Shuffle. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There we go. Are you ready? I am ready. Then. Here we go. No, 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 we're so close, but we're going back to balance. It's time for feeling. Oh, man, we were so close to humans being everybody. And Amsterdam was right there, too. And Amsterdam. It was right there. Yeah, it was. We got the one right in between Amsterdam and humans being. Of course. Oh, babe, you you were so close. But for another day, for another day. Uh, All right. All right. So not 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 what I thought we were going to get whatsoever. But here we are. Here we are indeed, yeah. So, I don't know your your thoughts on 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 feeling. The, the, this is the last track, if I remember correctly, from uh, Balance. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, with with Balance, it's kind of. I think at that point, I had I had heard. Uh, um, the last time I spun, Balance at least like in its entirety, I think I was kind of just sort of okay i'm coming down like from the from the high of listening to the album so i'm just i'm ready to take it easy or listen to something else so i don't really have a lot of uh not to say that feeling is a bad song but i don't know that i've ever given it a lot of thought you know i haven't really i've definitely never analyzed it musically or lyrically you know for uh what's for what's going on with it so Mm -hmm. i don't have a lot of feelings about feeling except for uh that i'm looking forward to uh listening to it how about you uh tom says it's a test run for year to the day so <laughs> aha <laughs> uh 
I tell you, um, I have thoughts about Phelan. Uh, oh, okay. I, I, I just spun this record not that long ago. Um, I, I'm, I'm not going to tip my hand, hand at all. Um, Scott says, uh, for me, it was always the track I skipped uh, to, after playing Aftershock. So, Oh, I see. And even though there's a few well, more yeah, songs after Aftershock, you got strung out, not enough, and take me back. So, yeah, yeah. So like maybe maybe that had something to do with it. Maybe I was kind of uh, the energy had been expelled, and so like when feeling came around, it was just sort of like, eh, all right, whatever. I'm 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 I'm, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I might have a, I might have a different feeling on it uh, listening to it now. Yeah, I, I I don't know a ton about this song, like for inside info or anything. Sure. Um, yeah. Obviously, we're gonna be listening to the new uh, remaster of it. So it, yes, uh, it should sound a little better. But I don't have any like interesting tidbits or anything from from feeling. I don't have my copy of the Van Halen Encyclopedia in front of me tonight uh, because because <laughs> uh, I'm dumb and I'm I'm not very nope, and then not very prepared for podcast. Uh, <laughs> none of our, our experts are uh, are on the call with us right now. So uh, that's right. Unless uh, the guy, unless you guys in the chat are more of the experts, because uh, may I add, because sometimes I forget and shame on me. Corey and I are not rock historians and we're not what? experts on we're the not? van halen oh we're goodness. not no dude why are we're we doing just, a podcast we're then fans. Jeez. we're not because we're, not we're just qualified. fans we're, we're not no we are completely unqualified to do it but that's not gonna stop us from talking about fuck it. no when did that ever stop us to talk about anything never out <laughs> exactly all right let's uh, check out the 2023 me master the final track of the sammy hagar era of van halen this is feeling <laughs> A little slow starting here, maybe. It almost kind of sounds like they're not giving their all. It's like uh, it, it. It feels like a decompression. Um, you know, it's like all right. Uh, we're 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 coming to the end here, so we're just kind of taking it easy a little bit. And yet, um, even with Eddie sort of finger picking uh, this uh, this this uh, progression, it's st- there's still like a little bit. And maybe it's just because he's got his overdrive distortion on there, but uh, it still feels like it's got some edge to it. Mm-hmm. You know, almost almost uh, maybe like a warning, so to speak. Um, where it's just uh, yeah, we might be slowing it down for a second, but don't get too comfortable. Cause it's like gonna blow you away later. Like maybe that's the uh, the energy he's trying to convey with this opener. I like it though. I like the uh, I like the 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 arrangement of the the chords that he's picking out. It's very cool. Now, uh, for an album closer, do you prefer like an all out balls rocker? Do you prefer uh, like a, a slower, more introspective song, uh, especially an album like Balance? How would you end an album like Balance? See that that's what I was going to say it depends on the album it depends on the vibe of the album the flow um if it's a ba- like if it's uh let's say let's say it's Van Halen 1 where it's like every track's a banger uh most of them are just like fast paced they're going 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 like even the ones that are a little bit slower aren't real they're still 
uh, rocking pretty hard. Mm-hmm. I would expect a grand finale out of that. You know what I mean? Um, and uh, you know, and I think Van Halen one ends pretty damn well. Uh, oh shit! For, for yeah, for balance <laughs> on fire. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but see, but so you get my point. Yeah. I mean, so, so, but for balance, um, I guess it's kind of it's it's weird. Um, I don't want to say that you balance out so to speak with the uh you know the the heavy hitters and then you know your slowed down sort of melodical things but uh for balance i guess just the way it progresses i might have expected something slower but something that builds and builds and builds into something like pretty uh incredible pretty monstrous so um so so far you know if you're listening to this for the first time so far it's like okay okay so they're they're going to take it easy for a minute Maybe they're gonna build. Maybe they're gonna uh, give us some explosion at the end, or maybe they don't. You know, that's kind of that's kind of the guessing game. Um, I would expect this song. I mean, this is probably the best of any of the songs on the album to end with. Well, and uh, compared to the other Sammy closers, let's think. Uh, Fifty one fifty ended with Inside, which was a mm-hmm. miss for both of us. Oh, uh, you eight one two. The vinyl version anyway ended with uh, Sucker and a Three Piece. Uh, not the best song on that record, but a good up-tempo one. Uh, Foreign Lawful, was that uh, Top of the World? Uh, finish that one off? Mm-hmm. Yep, so, which is like which a perfect closer that, for that yeah, record. Yeah, that's an absolute clear. So that's that's the one where it's like, okay, we missed the mark a couple times. How do we rectify that? It wouldn't, yeah. it wouldn't shock me if Top of the World was written ahead of time with the knowledge that this is what we're going to end the album with, just so that they knew. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Now that you put it into perspective, like, oh, wow, no, they don't, they don't close very well, except for that one time. So maybe, maybe it's possible. And again, we're not experts, so we can't say for certain. Maybe it's possible they just ran out of steam and, but they had to close it with something. And, uh, you know, we get what we get. The band was at odds, uh, during this period, right? They were getting uh, very then disenfranchised that, yeah. with, uh, Sammy at this point. So. Yeah. Right, let's keep going. Grow along, shave it off. Life is hard, never soft. I need a change, I need it quick. Before it makes me sick. That's telling. That's what's on my mind. Now pay attention, watch your back. Are you reading a little uh, band drama into these lyrics a little bit? Uh, I need a change. I need a quick oh, yeah. before it makes me sick. Oh yeah. Like matter of fact, uh, the more I the more I think about it and the more I look at it, I'm going, oh, this is all band drama. Is what this is. <laughs> that's what this song is. Um, now I could be reading too much into it, but I don't. I don't know. You did just happen to mention how much they were at odds during this point, and like this is the song they're going to close with, and this is what Sammy's singing about. Kind of makes you wonder. Now pay attention, watch your back, pay your dues, and stay on track. Got no room to second guess. Puts me under stress. I mean, maybe it's a little bit on the nose, but you know, yeah, I mean, it wouldn't shock me because Sammy's good about that. Yes, yeah. <laughs> we've we've previously discussed with uh, with songs that he's written that uh, sometimes he is less metaphorical and more uh, direct, or yeah. maybe not direct, but just sort of like 
yeah, this is what it is. Like this he is cuts what to I'm, the chase. I'm feeling right yeah, now. exactly. Cuts right to the chase. And the yeah. song is called "Feeling," so he's feeling something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's all there. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So that's that kind of gives you if you if you have all that in mind, gives you a real uh, perspective of his state of mind as to how he was at least at least in the recording process, perhaps mm-hmm. uh, where they were at. And that's not that's not unheard of. There are a lot of bands out there that make some killer records and they get real frustrated during the recording process. And sometimes you can hear it. Sometimes you can feel it based on the song, but uh, you know, and usually once they're done and they can decompress from all that and stay, you know, walk away from it for a second. It's like, okay, I'm good. Coming back. We're good. I had to get away from you guys, mm-hmm. you know, in that tiny room and had to get away from all this shit. So it happens. It's not, it's not a strictly Van Halen thing. It happens to every band at some point. So, right. um, uh, this is just uh, Sammy laying it out on the line, it seems. <laughs> uh, Tom in the chat uh, really likes you can hear uh, Mikey in the backing vocals. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I love that, like, kind of choral, uh, yeah. little inspired, little ahs going right there. It's yeah. sort of a little ethereal thing. Um, makes it more pretty. Absolutely. All right, let's keep going. <laughs> What a transition that was. No kidding, eh? <laughs> like it was it's almost as if uh the the boys caught wind of what what Sammy saying and was like, "Oh shit, no no no. This is a bummer. We got to we got to like spice it up a little bit." And you you can almost hear it in Eddie's playing where he just kind of just like it feels like he just sort of slaps the strings and like, "All right, here we go. I'm going to wake waking you all up whatever." And then um keeping the vibe though they're still keeping the vibe so it's not straying too far away from the uh uh structure of the song but it's a shift you know it's a very obvious shift and i just i find that really funny uh yeah feeling no i don't like what i've been told i'm feeling again that could be a little inside baseball but uh tom points out uh, at the time uh, you didn't know the band were mad at each other so when you listen it's more universal now with the hindsight yeah. with, with the benefit of hindsight you can read it more into those lyrics at the time uh, not so much. And then Scott Monroe, who's just the genius uh, of our chat, always uh, pointed out that it hadn't occurred to him, but the choir-like backing vocals uh, juxtaposed nicely with the monk chant on the opener, Seventh Seal. So you got a little book in there, right? Oh, nice. yeah. We, that's, oh, uh, that's Scott Monroe, that's I tell you. He should be doing a podcast on Van Halen. He really should. He's yeah, Dude, he's coming for my job. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's exactly what I think he's doing. No, he's coming for I my see job, you, Scott. He can have it too. I got too many <laughs> buttons to push nowadays. I'm getting confused. But it's, Scott will be your new herald if you if you are the Galactus of the podcasting uh, galaxy. <laughs> He'll be my Silver he Surfer. Your herald. Gotcha. Yeah, he's your Silver Surfer. There you go, Scott, the Silver Surfer Monroe. Love it. All right, let's keep going. Give me that. <laughs> Why does black uh, by politicians smoking crack? 
Okay, so uh, politicians smoking crack, that's a, a reference to either the what the mayor of Washington was smoking crack and the mayor of Toronto uh, was also a, a crack addict way back in the day. Oh. Uh, so there was a couple. Uh, John Paul's all bulletproof. That would be the Pope, I'm assuming, in his little uh, Pope yeah, mobile. Yeah, Pope. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, uh, I didn't know about the uh the politicians smoking crack if that that little nugget What's of knowledge it, how can uh, you not know uh, slip my... was the name marion berry some american checked me out. i think it was marion berry was the mayor of washington and got caught smoking crack and then uh the the mayor of uh, toronto uh, also uh well i wouldn't know i wouldn't have known about the mayor of toronto because I just that you know that's toronto i don't, I don't know canadian news <laughs> oh but uh, he was especially... uh, he became famous because he was really unhinged and uh Oh, well, and, and kind of crazy. Enough. Yeah, oh. he, he made a lot of late night monologues. Let me put it that way. Oh, I see. I see. Maybe so. Well, I guess I uh, I guess that stuff just went right over my yeah. head. Because, Al Ford. You know, no, not Al Ford. <laughs> I, I can't remember his name. His brother, Doug Ford, is the current uh, uh, premier of Ontario. So he, he's, oh. he's the, the pre, he'd be like the governor of a state. He's the keep premier it, of the yeah, province. Keep an eye yeah. on that guy then. Keep it key. Make sure his uh, nose is clean, so to speak. Yep. Uh, Michael, yeah, Washington D.C. Yeah, was it Marion Barry? Somebody in the in the chat's got to correct me on that. And who is the mayor of Toronto? We I don't think we have any Canadians in the chat right now. I mean, have to actually look that up while the song is playing. <laughs> do y'all have mayors in uh, in Canada? Oh, we sure do. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the mayor of my current town is uh you know used to own a whorehouse in uh, in the Philippines. That that was fun. Ooh, all right. <laughs> We're a town of ten thousand people. That's just a a fun little nugget there. Rob Ford, <laughs> oh, there. Yeah, he's the- Rob Ford. Anybody oh, remember Rob oh, Ford? Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, there we go. You said the name. Yeah, I was like, well, like I need, I need a name here because I'm blanking on it. It was like, oh, Rob Ford. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> All right. I got you. Well, yeah. there you go, Sammy. Da- uh, you know, Sammy Hagar uh, keeping it relevant. <laughs> yeah, a little dated on, on the uh, uh, on the uh, you know whatever. A little dated on the lyrics. Uh, John Paul. When was he almost assassinated? That was in the '80s, wasn't it? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I think it was the right. Yeah, uh, I'm not a big Catholic or anything, but uh, oh, Scott. Uh, so it was Scott Everett says I am correct removed. on Mary and Barry. Yeah, it wasn't too far removed from uh this time period. Um, well, we're the '90s for balance, right? And yeah, '80s for yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. Rob Ford, uh, Mary and Barry, I think are, are more timely, but yeah, <laughs> yes, I agree. Before we get into the next section here, and I don't know what you're feeling, but I, I'm feeling like th- th- this is kind of like stock. Like it, it's kind of paint by numbers. We, we need a song to kind of finish off the album. There's really nothing that anyone in the band is really doing at this point to elevate this to, to be something more than it is. And we talk about this a lot of time on the Aerosmith show where everyone's just going through the motions. 
and, and like we're gonna put out a ballad because people like ballads and we we're the ballad band and they're just going through the motions and it's just kind of stock and it just feels like it's there and, and that's almost what this kind of feels like you don't get cool little eddie moments or cool little alex moments really or cool little mikey moments that kind of elevate it and make this a really cool uh, van halen tune it sounds like it'd be something off of sammy hagar solo record which isn't a bad thing because he's made a lot of great solo records but I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm kind of wanting a little bit more out of this. How about you? It feels like it's. Uh, I mean, I I think maybe we were onto something when we feel like this this is the album closer. They are at odds. Like Sammy and the guys are kind of at odds, and you know he's he's written this song. I think they're just exhausted. I think they're uh, kind of tired of one another for a little while. Uh, uh, definitely the issues that sammy is having uh with the uh with the brothers uh, are pretty apparent and i think maybe maybe even uh the, the brothers themselves are kind of burnt out at this point where they're just like i don't like, whatever we got w- one track left to do sure here you go we'll just do you know some simple bullshit and uh you know they're not gonna make it so simple bullshit that it you know sounds like crap you know just absolute just dog shit but i mean they're gonna they're not trying their hardest is is i think what i'm trying to say here they're not going out of their way to make some sort of big big musical statement of like that's how you cap off a record bro it's like no they're just like all right this is what we got and here it is and you know or maybe they're allowing uh maybe sammy had a moment where he's just like look i've written this thing and i've got to get uh, these frustrations out so let me just do it and maybe the guys are like fine you know whatever say what you want we'll just we'll put some music to it yeah and uh and then here you go there's even a moment in the lyrics where it sounds like he uh sammy was trying to digress into something else like like, no i'm talking about the status of the world and and how it's all weird and fucked and you know it's crazy but then he comes back to like I don't know what I'm feeling, man, but it's like, oh, it's like all this stuff going on. I think he's uh, definitely showing how conflicted he is with his uh, position in the band, maybe even his position as a uh, uh, a famous musician, mm-hmm. you know, and then just especially a famous musician in this band in particular. Yep. Um, yeah, that's what this this is. This sounds like uh, exhausted frustration is what this sounds like. Oh, um, it is it is like a paint by norm, numbers sort of thing, yeah. We got a lot of uh, cool comments in the chat. I'm just going to go through real quick here. Uh, Scott Everett uh, points out he loves what Sammy's doing vocally throughout, and yes, you could say that on almost any Sammy Hagar song: solo, Montrose, yep. Van Halen, <laughs> Chickenfoot, doesn't matter. The guy can fucking sing. Absolutely, you're correct there, uh, Scott Monroe. Uh, Mike's high harmonies, and I'd take it. Chef's kiss. Whenever he does the high harmony, it's a chef's kiss, oh, right? <laughs> absolutely. I'm glad somebody brought that up. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, Jeff Brewer says, I agree, Corey. Uh, one time, Ed thought this may become their stairway of heaven. Uh, he was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Not not even close. <laughs> uh, Scott Monroe, uh, it's got a very 90s vibe. Grunge-like. Lincoln Spirits and Don't Tell Me What Love Can Do. Where, yeah, yeah I I, that one is more successful, though. Uh, for me, anyway, especially yeah. uh, I'm not a big aficionado of 90s music, but uh, to me, that that song, it's one of my favorites off balance, actually. And it slots right into that 90s vibe perfectly. This one, it almost uh, we're, we're trying to sound like Soundgarden. We're not even close, though. And yeah. then uh, Scott Everett, uh, there's a lot of health stuff at this time. Ed needed a new hip to have some sort of procedure. Yeah. So they were all beat up. Oh, of yeah. course, uh, after they recorded the album, they went on the ambulance tour. 
because Ed had his hip, and then Alex did the whole tour pretty much in the in the neck brace, right? So, yeah, they were pretty beat up at that time. <laughs> right, that, so. that that's a good call, Scott. So, well, there you go. Yeah, so so they're 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 frustrated uh, mentally and you know emotionally probably, and then they're they're exhausted physically for sure. Yeah. So you know, just on on all counts. So yeah, you can hear it. You can hear the exhaust. Absolutely. All right, let's keep going. Don Landy said, show them who you are. And <laughs> all of a sudden, Eddie and Alex look at each other and go, oh, fuck this. Here we go. Except it wasn't and Don Landy. Just... It was Bruce Fairburn. Oh, yeah. That's my bad. My correction. <laughs> uh, uh, there you go. Yeah, I correct myself. Bruce Fairbairn, show them who you are. Because, like, holy shit. And then all of a, all of a sudden, you talk about the, uh, a shift in tone. Uh, a tonal shift to like a vibe yeah. tone, not not like uh, uh, literally the guitar tone, but just I mean, well, yeah, that too. But uh, just a vibe tonal shift all of a sudden, like, oh right, we're Van Halen. Yeah. We're not gonna end this shit on some like some sappy uh, existential retrospective shit. Like we're tired, yes, and we're we're frustrated with shit, but also we're Van Halen. So here you go. Let let, let us show you. Like Alex, start us off and just with those rolls and then, then Eddie coming in with that like very sick solo like holy god I'm gonna be honest I completely forgot this section I completely forgot about this section so that was a wow what the fuck like if <laughs> if I was listening to Van Halen for the first time ever or for the first time in a long time and then I was listening to this song that happened I would go what the fuck just happened what, what was that <laughs> who, who is this band like where, where did that come from and as cool so, as it was, does it fit what the song is though? Like uh, up to that point, right? Had the whole song been this, or at least had had some sort of you know thread uh, before and after this? I, I could see, but th this just kind of comes out of left field. It's cool as fuck, but mm -hmm. does it justify what we heard before this? I don't know. That is the question. Uh, let, let's go back like to the, the chat. Scott Monroe says, uh, <laughs> best part of the song here, Berserker, berserker mode. mode. Fucking right. Yeah. Mode. That's exactly what yeah. that is. Uh, Tom, whoa, I can hear the bass under the solo. When was the last time you could do that right? It sounded great. Yeah. That is true. He even yeah. said it's almost distracting. Yeah, because you're like, oh, my God, I can hear Mikey. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> like, am I supposed to? I feel naughty. Yeah. Uh, Michael Triplett says, not a top-ranked track on this album, but there is a flow, and, and that's where I'm not sure if there is because – we kind of had this introspective feeling song and then into berserker mode. And it's like, if there was a better transition there, maybe, but I, I don't know. 
Uh, Josh, well, I mean, I I, I I will agree there is a there is a flow to the song, but uh, definitely this uh, this particular shift kind of throws a wrench into that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Josh says the conflict Sammy had with Ray Daniels played a role, I'm sure. Which, uh, yeah, if you know the mm-hmm. band's history, absolutely. And then Scott Ever, well, that, that escalated quickly. <laughs> and then back to reality, which we're we're kind of coming back guy. into now with the song. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I tell you. So, um, a nice, a nice. Uh, honestly, is is kind of a nice respite because, uh, yeah, the the flow of the song was kind of, as you said, was was paint by numbers, kind of not really contributing anything new or substantial. And then all of a sudden, the someone flipped the switch, and here they are. But then, apparently, they come back. It, it's like it, it, just a little taste. To, to put it in movie terms, Mark, you're a movie fan. I'm a movie fan. If you were sitting yeah. down to watch like three hours of Martin Scorsese's silence, very slow moving and plotting, and all of a sudden a Fast and Furious movie kicked in halfway through, you're like, oh my God, what the fuck is this? And then you go back to silence. That That's kind of what it feels like. Uh, it'd be like oh man like uh marty i i applaud your boldness in this really weird transition in in the second act but oh man couldn't we stay on that for a little bit like no oh all right all right let's keep going Out of touch most all the time Got too many things on my mind Shutting down, I gotta stop this thing seeing things that i don't know what i'm feeling yeah mm-hmm. you can certainly read something into those lyrics if you wanted to i think it's there i we've we've established that sammy is a he's an on-the-nose writer i think he's kind of just laying it all out there for us where he's at right now uh in that current or where he's at in this current state of mind uh doing this um and maybe maybe it also kind of uh a commentary on the song itself where it's just like I like what we're doing. I'm feeling a particular way, although I'm not quite sure what it is I'm feeling uh, because, you know, this this arrangement is <laughs> we we were going a particular way. And then we have like this little weird middle section. And I don't know what I'm feeling right now. <laughs> but no, I, I think I think it's more uh, it's more on the nose than that. But yeah, he we could be wrong. We could be wrong. He could be literally just talking about the status of uh, the world where he was at the time. Uh, and he's not even talking about the band. I don't think that's true, but you could look. You could look at it that way. I, t- I don't know what I'm feeling uh, listening to it. Like the the song is kind of dyslexic. Yeah. Uh, there's elements that really work, and, and there's some that that don't. 
So I, I don't know what the fuck I'm feeling. You don't know where you're going with it. And it's ooh, we're almost done with it as well. So it's uh, interesting. It'll be interesting know. to see where you land. Let's finish this one off. certainly be feeling a particular way after that track there it is feeling the closer off balance wow definitely we, we we've had a lot to say about this track so far and um you know give you a, a second to to collect your thoughts there Corey, because uh, just not 30 seconds ago you were conflicted with how you were feeling i still am you know who's not though chaz who just chimed in in That's the true, chat yeah. he says puke puke <laughs> just a simple it's hilarious i like i i you know it, it, as often as we talk with chaz and as often as he has made his opinions uh very vocal um it's hard to get a read on him sometimes when like because I, I don't i never know i never know how he's going to go towards a particular van halen track and uh, so that's a good thing sometimes and sometimes i just go all right, all right. It's, oh, you, you you liked uh, one of these songs we did a while back, and you were really into it. And then, but this one, this one was you're drawing the line. Like, okay, okay. Um, but that's you know that's the beauty of music. It's all subjective. Yeah. It all hits us at uh, particular times, and sometimes it's a hit, and then sometimes it's a miss. What it's, I love is that happens. on Chaz's show, he talks for like two, three hours before they even get to the song they're going to cover. On our show, yeah. he just he just writes puke. He just writes puke. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> love it, it simple just keeping it simple uh either that or he is he's uh giving us an update to uh his uh status over in his area of the world like he's not feeling very well <laughs> he, so he may be sick yeah there is something cute. going around yeah hopefully you're feeling better Chaz. But... <laughs> yeah 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 i just got over a stomach thing myself so hopefully hopefully you guys are okay so but i tell you uh, what with that all yeah, right, I'm, yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna call the vote because you never get to go first okay okay and and this one in this one here uh, i'm a little conflicted i'm gonna let you vote first mr kamire so right. what do you think feeling think the I final track vote. off right. balance is this what dreams are made of or is the dream over i have a feeling this one's gonna get real interesting in conversation <laughs> Here's the thing. Is this uh is this song one of their best? No. It, it's definitely I don't even think it's their best on this album. Uh no, I mean not by a long shot. However, there is something to be said about the uh sort of the calm steady storm of Van Halen. You know what I mean? Like sometimes uh you know they can be balls to the wall rocking out the entire time and then sometimes they can be 
all melodic, ethereal, and pretty, and w- with your power ballads, and you know what you're going to get. This is this is a track. If you hadn't heard it, you you just weren't sure what you were going to get because that the whole vibe starts one way, and then uh, as we talked about, it's like. I, it might have been it might have hurt the song more than help it with the uh, sudden shift in in tone uh of the vibe with the uh, the solo by Eddie but i tell you we've also talked about sometimes not so great van halen songs can be saved by Eddie's rip roaring solo or if if it maybe uh one of the other guys does something so extraordinary that we have to we we focus on it and it, it's such a positive high that we cannot downvote. I got to tell you something. Eddie Solo with with Alex's, uh, you know, little drum roll intro. Like, let's not let's not negate that whatsoever, because it's awesome. Uh, the combination of the brothers just in, in at least in my head, canon, giving themselves like a wink, like, all right, let's kick this up. And they gave us that incredible, explosive, weird, as as Corey said, like a Fast and Furious movie interrupting Scorsese's silence uh, out of nowhere. Uh, did it fit the vibe of the song? Not entirely. And yet, and yet, because they transitioned so easily back into the uh, sort of uh, slow pace of the rest of the song, not to mention lyrically it never changed it never sways like sammy is giving you you can say he's talking about this or he's talking about that whatever but it doesn't digress he stays pretty uh consistent with the content of the lyrics and then i mentioned earlier that intro felt like this was a a riff that's going to build to something and then I was kind of, uh, I was sort of dis- disappointed when I was like, oh, well, it's not really building to something until I realized, oh, yes, it is. It is building to something. It's building to this middle section, and then we're going to come back. But then uh, the the rest of the song is going to build and build and build, and that's none more apparent than, uh, you know, the, the riffs are playing. It f- feels like they're being played, like, louder and harder, and then you got that, uh, that wonderful sort of uh, keyboard... Uh, orchestra in the background just just lifting it up and i'm a sucker for that i am i'm just just gonna tell you i love me uh some rock and roll orchestral shit uh and i don't know man i just i i can't i was engaged i was engaged throughout this whole thing i was at no point did they make me lose interest if anything i was more interested to see like oh are they gonna throw in another wrench like in the middle of the road is there gonna be another thing uh in the road that we have to sort of prepare for or is it going to be the paint by numbers uh sort of thing that we get, we we started with and it just I, it just left me guessing and honestly i just i really I, I dug the riffs and i dug the the musicianship and i dug the sound like that full sound especially towards the end it just it felt like this big big full sound on top of uh, everything that uh, is going on with sammy lyrically you know and then if you put it into context of where if if we are going to go by the mindset that he was just unsure about his time in the band, he was unsure about where everybody was, and hence the name of the song, hence the content. I don't know. It just it really gave me this vibe of finality, you know. And that's why this this goes at the end of the album. That's why it's uh, you know 
you call it balance. So you're gonna end the 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 you're gonna end the album called Balance with this erupting song that is uh sort of melancholy at first, but then it builds in, into this grand gesture and sort of leaves you feeling the uh, feeling like we don't know. We don't know what the future has. We don't know what happens after this. We don't know if there is a next chapter. There would be, but we didn't know that. Nobody knew that. And like it sounds like the boys didn't know. So with all of that piled up on each other, this this song could easily have been just a train wreck. But for me, it wasn't. For me, it just again it kept me engaged and it just it kept the 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 vibe was just was very was consistent to me and I really enjoyed that I enjoyed the hell out of that solo and uh for that for all of those reasons and I'm sure I can think of some other reasons later but at, as of this moment with all of that being said for me that is why maybe not by a lot but it is what dreams are made of feeling for me is what dreams are made of so there you are those are my thoughts my unfiltered thoughts on the matter and so I put it to you Corey Corey you were you were unsure, you were unclear. Uh, maybe maybe you've got a, a, a better perspective now or maybe you got your, your thoughts collected. So without further ado, was feeling like like for me, what dreams are made of or is the dream over? I tell you what, I was right on the fence the entire time until I heard you talk and I heard all your points and it just kind of reinforced how I was gonna vote this week. Actually, that's wrong. It's it's very close for me, but I, I can't upvote this one. Uh, it, it's like two great tastes that don't taste great together. It's like peanut butter and tuna. There's just there there there's good elements of this song, and, and but they don't fit. You're you're kind of jamming a, a square peg into a round hole for me quite a bit, and maybe it's just because I'm coming off doing the Genesis uh, show with Kevin Brown, where melodically and thematically everything kind of had to make sense for me in Genesis. This kind of had the same thing. It's almost like two different songs mashed together that don't quite work. A lot of comments in the chat are saying it reminds me of something from Van Halen 3. And I agree. It's disjointed like something from Van Halen 3. The the comparison there is Year to the Day, which is a song we both upvoted. I was very close on that one too. The solo on this is incredibly cool. The production is fantastic. Josh says watermelon and ketchup. Yes, he gets my point. Watermelon and ketchup. Peter butter and tuna. Some people like watermelon 100%. and ketchup. No one does. No one does. I don't know how you guys do it in the South, but <laughs> oh, I, I don't like it. But I, I won't say anything bad. <laughs> well, if Christy likes it, it's good to my books then. But some people do in the South. <laughs> I, I, I tell you though, it's it just doesn't work. It, it's too dyslexic for me. Like the the solo is cool, and there's little elements here and there that are cool lyrically. I can see where he's going, but it, it's it's just too blah. It's just too average. It, it just doesn't elevate to where I expect Van Halen to be. And as, as an album closer, I don't think so. Uh, maybe a song like uh, Take Me Back, Deja Vu would have been better. Uh, you know, maybe you go with, um, you know, Don't Tell Me maybe is a good closer. You know, that, that kind of fits uh, as song number three. Uh, Scott Monroe says, he'd eat peanut butter and tuna. There you go. Give it a try, buddy. Who knows? Might be good. I, I just pulled that out of my ass, so we'll see. But uh, I tell you, just didn't quite work for me. It, it, it's got to be cohesive. It, it's like a movie. If, you're, if I'm watching a movie about uh, monks or whatever, and then all of a sudden Vin Diesel is, you know, jumping a car over a gorge or, you know, between two skyscrapers and we go back to the monks, it's like, well, this doesn't make any fucking sense. And that's kind of where I landed on this one too. 
uh, and the beginning and the ending weren't as cool as the middle. So I'm barely on the I don't recommend side. So uh, I tell you what, uh, we, we've been pretty positive on this record. This is my first downvote uh, on uh, yeah. on balance, and you haven't downvoted anything yet off of balance. We still have, yeah, uh, uh, we got Amsterdam, we got right, Aftershock, yeah. and we got Take Me Back. We got three tracks left mm-hmm. on this one, but I'm very curious to see uh, what the poll is going to say. I think in the chat uh, is pretty unanimous that they're pretty close too, but I think it's kind of a downvote. Uh, Tom says, would you have liked it better if it wasn't the last song on the album? I don't know. Um, I, I don't, don't know if I would have liked it better. Yeah. Um, I, I still would have downvoted it. Uh, I just think it just kind of reinforces my vote that it, it was the last song on the album. Uh, I, I, I would want an album. I, I, I go back to Van Halen 1. On Fire was like the perfect outro. Uh, Top mm-hmm. of the World is the perfect outro uh, to For Unlawful. Um, would uh, a song like Take Me Back been a better outro when we cover it? Maybe we'll discuss that. I don't know. But um, mm-hmm. would I have preferred crossing over on this record as opposed to this one? Yep. So the, and that's kind of ultimately why I, I downvoted uh, uh, this one here tonight. It, it's still not terrible. I've certainly heard worse, yeah. and I've heard worse from this band. But um, uh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, on an album, <laughs> no, I generally I had, really I like feeling, nowadays. Yeah. yeah. I had a feeling this was this was going to be one. It's it's rare when you and I are split uh like overall like usually we we find common ground and we we yep. tend to vote uh similarly uh it's it ha- it's been a while since we've been like split voting and i had a feeling that was going to be it and like and need i remind you uh when i said th- this wasn't by a large margin that i've upvoted like it, it had to it worked for, it had to work for it because i was i was all in with you the whole way i was going like it's not terrible, but I don't think it's gonna get the upvote. And I don't know, man. I was just, I was just swayed by, by that the the randomness of, of the that middle section. And then, uh, but again, like really, what that ending just kind of solidified it for me. And I don't, I'm not even completely sure why. I might have to. Uh, we'll come back to it when when we when we finish balance. We'll talk about that track again, yeah. and uh, we'll talk we'll talk about all of it. Uh, but uh, we'll talk about that track again. Maybe at that point, I'll have uh, a more clear, concise reason as to why uh, you know it's like, oh, okay, it's I upvoted because strictly this, or uh, or maybe not. Maybe it's just uh, rambling, just like before. Or perhaps after some time, I go like, no, you know what? I'm not so hot on this anymore. So you never know. Uh, Jeff pointed out uh, Van Halen one on the cassette. Ice Cream Man was the closer, which is also a perfect closer. And he's absolutely right. <laughs> I don't know if that's a perfect. Oh, I like closer, it. I like it as a good, closer. It's a good closer. Yeah. It's a good one. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna hate. I hate on Ice Cream Man too bad. Uh, but yeah, there you go. So. Oh. Yeah. What does that mean? Yeah. All right, everybody in the chat, I want you to get your guesses and no cheating. We're on the honor roll, oh, uh, honor system Don't here, gentlemen. Yeah, we are going to find out. Uh, what Mark Meyer thinks you're all alone here tonight, so you're competing against yourself. Yeah. <laughs> How many times do you think Van Halen performed feeling? I don't think they performed. I I don't. I don't think they did. You think it's a zero? Well, all right. I won't say zero because that, that seems like a cheat. All right. I'll say 10 times. All right. Well, I'm going to give you one of these. Technically, you would have won, but you're so far fucking away. Tom says 125. Scott Haskins said never. Uh, Tom was over. Uh, you were under, but the correct answer is 104 times. Oh, wow. Okay. 
I just would have figured this one wouldn't have made the cut for uh, for live shows. No, they, right. they they played it in '95, uh, all on the on the huh. balance tour there. Yeah. Well, all right then. There you go. And Scott guessed 65. I'm going to give him the win because he was definitely there you closest. Go. Good yeah. job, Scott. Yeah, and he <laughs> knew. Uh, Mike Triplett said 25. Uh, better guess than Mark, but uh, <laughs> uh, unfortunately incorrect. Mark was way off though. Boy. Way way off. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I just, yeah, I just, uh, that's my fault. Cause or at least I didn't say a uh, stick with zero. Cause I just like Scott Haskin did. Didn't, yeah. 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 It didn't <laughs> seem like, uh, this was, uh, one of the tracks like from balance that they would have played live. But, uh, but I'm actually, I'm kind of glad that they did. And I, now it makes me really wonder what a live, uh, version of this, uh, sounds like. So I don't know. Maybe I can go back and find that. Uh, Jeff but, is at uh, 95. He was pretty close. Uh, we still, uh, we're, close, yeah. yep. Uh, Chaz says, I'm done with that great call on ice cream, man. <laughs> oh, there you go. So, but uh, yeah, the uh, the poll is going to be an interesting one this time. You guys uh, be, be on the lookout for that. And I am looking forward to uh, all of the backlash that I will receive for upvoting it. Uh, or maybe I won't. Maybe, maybe I won't. Like, yeah. I'll get the backlash yeah, maybe, for downvoting it. Yeah. Maybe maybe it'll just be, or I, I'm thinking it'll be just people going like, nope, this song sucks, and that's it. Like, oh, all right, cool. Yep. I'll be the asshole. By the way, Chaz's uh, guess not, was one, so he was farther away than you were. Yeah. <laughs> ah, see? Boom. Nailed it. Uh, I do anticipate uh, in the poll this one will probably be not upvoted it feels like a 50 50 to be honest with you like i think it's gonna be close be a 50 50 i think i think it might actually turn out to be like a uh like a 60 40 dream is over okay uh, who knows who knows who knows but uh, it's a sammy track so right away you have to you have to acknowledge that it's going to be voted a particular it's going to be downvoted a particular way anyway At best, it's uh, going to be sixty percent up, but I don't know if it's going to get there. At best, yeah. yeah, no, I don't. I do not think it will crack sixty uh, percent in the upvotes. Um, so, but hey, you know what, you guys, prove me wrong. Maybe you all had the same experience I did. Maybe, uh, maybe this song absolutely works for you. Maybe you're just an overwhelming fan of the album balance, and you dare not uh, downvote any track from it. Uh, they, you know, it happens. There are Sammy Hagar fans out there. I assure you. So, you know, I, I don't anticipate them busting this one out for the upcoming tour. Um, and uh, but if they do, that would be really cool. to that see. Would, and that I, would be I surprising. Forward, yeah, I would. I look forward to seeing uh, Satriani's interpretation of that section because <laughs> holy shit, him and Jason Bonham both. That'd like, be pretty cool. Just go ham. Just go ham, you guys. Yeah, this is great. Yeah. Um, maybe that maybe they only play that middle section just as like an easter egg they just play that they don't play like the rest of the oh songs. i'd be all in for that absolutely yeah i bet you would <laughs> so, so so yeah be on the lookout for that maybe uh maybe we'll get little surprises uh in store but until that time uh it's all wishful thinking i want to thank all of you guys in the in the lurking uh the lurking chats our humble patrons and uh our our good friends and i'm gonna acknowledge you right now uh i'm not gonna acknowledge uh who who is in the chat right now because uh there's there's a few of you and i can't see everybody however i am gonna acknowledge our patreons right away let's go we got matt lacoste nate from the deep purple podcast rave of flav josh caldwell greg zito michael griffith Chaz charles sean mcginnity kevin brown per lineker scott monroe ryan powell jeff brewer ben andriozzi tom armbruster scott everett 
Heath McCoy, Janice Risco, Brad Gould, Michael Triplett, and Davey Lee Smith. Thank you all so much for your uh, continued support. You guys, uh, you keep the lights on and you keep us uh, smiling big because you always interact and you keep the conversations going. Uh, and that is a, uh, it's, it's beneficial to us. It keeps, uh, it, we only have so many songs left, but it's still, want you to know it keeps the drive alive so uh keep to it man we still got some songs to go we still got live shows to do so uh uh be ever so present and you guys out there not on the uh patreon list that's okay thank you for listening too but if you do want to get uh in on uh being on the show uh if you want your tweets guaranteed read on the show and hey if you want to just get in on the conversation all the time because they are the discord is lively i can't keep up with the discord some of the time because you guys just you chat and you chat and you chat and it's great and i love it uh sometimes it just takes a while for me to catch up but uh, you all that are not on uh, the Patreon, you should absolutely do that so you can get involved in the conversation, man. It's it's a lot of fun. It's very entertaining, if nothing else. So do that. Keep the spirit of Van Halen alive. Uh, go on over to www.podcastwillrock.com where you can check out all of the backlog episodes in case you missed anything. We also have a link to our merch store. Hey, it's the holiday season, you guys. And you know what? your loved ones would absolutely adore they would adore an apologies to gary shirt because uh i i it's i won't i won't rest i tell you i won't rest until i get me a small army of people wearing apologies to gary shirts all the time so that eventually he'll take notice and ask what the hell is that and then you'll tell him you gotta go check out this podcast man you're you're they just like they're they're real big fans of yours and uh, hey, maybe he'll be keen to come out and uh, uh, check us out and be on the show and talk to us. I would love to pick that man's brain. So uh, make my dreams come true. Get yourself a shirt. And if you don't want an Apologies to Gary shirt, cool. Get yourself uh, lots of other shirts. We've got so many courtesy of our uh, designer and friend, Kevin Brown. He always keeps up with the yuck yucks uh, as far as shirt designs go. And uh, according to this show, He'll have another one to look forward to, and boy, I look forward to seeing whatever comes of that. Kevin, please make the blue Scott Askin notable nudist shirt happen. <laughs> uh, and uh, Scott, I assume we have your permission, but if we don't, it's okay, bro. It's it's we're fine. doing it anyway. Um, yep. Fuck you. We're gonna yeah, we're gonna do it. It's fine. <laughs> you, you just just make peace with it. Uh, but uh, yeah, you can find find all of our stuff over there. All of our, our uh, all of our socials. Uh, we're on Facebook and X. Uh, we we have an Instagram, but we don't really do anything with it. So I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I mean, nothing too interesting there, anyway. So uh, tweet at us, Facebook comment at us, uh, all the things, and then find me at Mark the Bat on Twitter and uh, uh, in Instagram or X, whatever it's called. I don't know, but. It's, if you don't want to do that, that's cool too, because honestly, that app is just the pit of hell. Um, but hey, Corey, we, our show, pot and the podcast will rock, is part of a larger collective network, and it is called the Deep Dive Podcasting Network. What kind of, what other shows can people expect from this network that they can find if uh, they want to take a break from Van Halen and listen to something else? You know what? I'm going to tell you in a minute, but first, I want to give a special shout out, uh, Mark. Okay. I haven't even shared this with you yet, but we got a, a great uh, email from Italy uh, from a guy by the name oh. of Luca uh, Biolozzi, and I'm probably butchering his name, and I'm doing the accent way wrong, but I don't care. I'm trying, Luca. <laughs> uh, he said, uh, he emailed us on December 1st and said he just discovered our show, stumbled upon it on YouTube 10 days ago, and he says wow. our podcast has become his one and only company, and he, he's going through a really rough time uh, in life right now. 
Uh, but he said, you know, uh, he felt really lost uh, Eddie's departure. But the song "Dance the Night Away" "Dance the Night Away" literally saved his life. And he stumbled upon our show, and he's really enjoying it. He's, he thought Destiny uh, has brought him to the podcast. He says it's too bad he's discovering it as we're getting so close to the end, but he has all the other episodes to catch up to. Last time I heard from him, actually, he was on episode uh, 22, uh, which was uh, a Van Halen to three track. Um, oh, boy. Yeah, he says, well, you guys really, it was Ballad or the Bullet. He says, gosh, you guys just can't cope with that album, do you? Uh, yeah. You're right. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough, Luca. Yeah, uh, Mark especially. But um, it is. Uh, it is that album is, as you say, uh, no bene. <laughs> but he he loved uh, the fact that we spun like three women and children first tracks in a row. Remember, remember that kind of middle section where we got like three off a side two for yeah. women and children. That was so cool. It was insane. Uh, so he's kind of going through the 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 episodes here with us, and I just wanted to shout him out. Luca seems like a really really cool guy, and I said, you know, whenever. Whenever you want to come chat Van Halen, like uh, I might even just send him a, a link to our Discord. Just come on and, and chat some Van Halen. Y- you got friends here. Uh, we're not in Italy, but you know, Nashville, Saskatchewan, all of our great patrons that are in the Discord. We love talking Van Halen. We love to talk Van Halen with Lucas. So sorry to hear you're going through a rough time, buddy. Um, but uh, we're here for you. Uh, we're going to keep pumping out shows, and we're glad you're liking them. Um, he says, uh, uh, thanks this for he says you and Mark are the nicest and funniest guys ever. Keep rocking. So I just wanted to say uh, give a special th- uh, shout out to Lucas. Say thank you very much uh, for checking out the show and for enjoying it. And uh, uh, we're really grazie. glad you did and, and glad grazie, you're enjoying Luca. it. Yeah, grazie, grazie. Yeah. yeah. Take the gun, leave the cannoli. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. Uh, tell all of you. Tell all of your friends in uh, in Italy uh, about our show and get them all your uh, Van Halen like minded folks. Uh, get them over there. And hey, we get uh, we get enough uh, positive uh, feedback from Italy. Who knows? Maybe one day we'll take the show abroad. Hey, there's a good idea. Let, let's just hop on a on a flight and go, and go to Italy. Look, I are you paying? Used to go to Italy. Yeah. Well, man, we're gonna I have mean, to up we'll, the tiers uh, <laughs> on the old Patreon. Might, yeah, it's just like what <laughs> up the tiers a little bit. Yeah, but because uh, you know times is odd. But uh, that would be uh, a show worth doing for sure. Live in Italy. How crazy would that be? Hundred percent. So fun. I tell you what, and then the next email I got was from Good Pods, which is a great uh, podcast player. Everybody, I, I do all my podcast listening on 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 Good Pods. But uh, currently, we're ranked number three in the top 100 indie music commentary monthly charts on Woo. Good Pods. We're also on the following charts. Number three in the top 100 music commentary, period. Uh, nice. Number four in the top 100 music commentary monthly chart. Number four in the top 100 indie music weekly chart. So we're like top five all over Good Pods. Yeah. They're loving us on Good Pods. Hell so yeah. Hey, uh, if you're listening to the show, if you're a fan of the show, listen to us on Good Pods. Yeah, I, I kind of like being in, in the top five. We're, we're beating a ton of great podcasts right now. Uh, on that format, I know uh, I I, li- I always check out Good Pods. I, I listen to Pot of Thunder every week, uh, the Sean Geek Fast Rep Podcast. You're all doomed. I wa- I listen to all those shows on Good Pods, and uh, hopefully everyone else will give me a track too. Oh, uh, Charles, uh, Chaz, Charles says Mark is up two on Van Halen three. Yes, I said it. <laughs> what did you call me? <laughs> and then Jeff goes only Van Halen three, Chaz. Ooh, and then we got he he just sent a couple of emojis. Looks like a a burping fish in a green SpongeBob. I don't know what that means, but there you go. I'm not. I don't think I'm obtuse on Van Halen three at all. I think I'm pretty clear that <laughs> it is not my favorite Van Halen album. It's my least favorite. I don't enjoy discussing it because it has been very bad. Can't wait for that live show. Cannot wait. We're gonna do it at a time where Luca can can uh, join in from Italy 
So I'm not sure what what the time difference is. Might but be might be an early might be an early live show. That's then, right. That's yeah, wake up, get a cup of coffee, Luca, and join us for a live show. But before we do that, why don't we talk about our good friends at the Deep Dive Podcasting Network, including myself and Scott Haskin at Backtracks Aerosmith Revisited. Uh, myself and Kevin Brown at the Ultimate Catalog Clash. Season one is about to wrap up. We're getting ready to announce who is going to be season two. It's going to be a good one. Uh, can't wait for that. Kevin Brown also does the Tom Petty Project and Seaside Pod Review with the one and only Cardinal of the Church of Go Fuck Yourself, Randy Woods. Scott Haskin also has Uriah Heap, the Magician's Podcast. Then we have Nate and John at the Deep Purple Podcast, the Simple Man at Skinnered Reconsidered, Terry T-Bone Mathley at T-Bone's Prime Cuts on the other side, Rye at Sabbath Bloody Podcast, Paul, Joe, and David at In the Lap of the Pods, Andy and Matt at Hawk Binge, Eric and Jonathan at so at Maiden A to Z, excuse me, I almost jumped ahead of myself there, uh, Daniel and Josh at Diary of the Mad Men, the Ultimate Aussie Podcast, and they're making news this week because they actually had Jack Osborne on their show, and Jack went on the Osborne's podcast with Sharon and with Ozzy and talked about what a great experience he had on Diary of the Mad yeah. Men. So uh, check that awesome. out. That is a tremendous show. Uh, then we have Ben and Sam at Universally Speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers podcast, George and Hattie at Judas Priestcast, Clay and Riot at North by South podcast, Greg and Jonathan at So Far, So Pod, So What, Quinnett and Volume for All, Sav, Nick, Steve, and Mark at the Rock Roulette podcast, Chaz and Greg, uh, who did Regarding Lulu, unfortunately, then Chaz and Chats are doing Rush Rash. Kevin Brown's about to be a guest on that one. You don't want to miss that. And Chaz and Wolfie are breaking down regarding Roger Waters. Uh, some other podcasts you guys might want to check out include the Sean Geek and Fast Fret podcast. You're all doomed to Friday the 13th podcast. Of course, our good friends at the DLR cast and the Bogus Dota show. Booked on Rock with the legendary Eric Senich. Dissect that film. Three's Company 2, a rewatch podcast. And of course, the one and only Pod of Thunder, the recognized symbol of excellence, in rock and roll podcasting hell yeah man so good stuff thank you Corey, and uh thank you all uh, once again for joining us and uh spreading the love and cheer that is van halen it's the holiday season it's all about spreading love and cheer am i right well if you're gonna do it at least do it on something that you're passionate about and there's one thing we've learned doing this show is that people are passionate about some van halen and so are we that's why we do this show and that's why we're gonna keep going uh, until we cannot do it anymore we've still got quite a handful of shows and then not to mention as i uh, said earlier we got live shows to do to talk about full albums so don't get uh don't get too antsy about our end just yet we've still got some time to go so until that time uh, on behalf of Corey and myself and all of you rockers out there thank you we are and the podcast will rock and we will rock you later